This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. everyone, and welcome to the MCU Lorecast. I'm Captain Shango. And I'm Psych88. And we are coming back this week with yet another patron chat. And we're very excited because we have Genesis in the house. Whoop whoop! Jen in the house. Welcome back, weird Jen. and felt way too old for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we've got an interesting topic, and I'm really excited to hear what both of you guys have to say about this. We're going to be discussing which character deserves the MCU treatment. So which character in comics that has not made it to the screen yet should. Uh, and I think we all have some interesting picks for this one. So uh, let's yeah. kick it off. Yeah, you are welcome to go first. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I I had to think about this one really hard because... We've seen some not-so-great appearances of characters. Um, as far as joining the MCU, I'd really like to see Bullseye get another shake because the Bullseye that we got played by Colin Farrell with the Ben Affleck Daredevil mm. was not it. That was not Daredevil, in my opinion. Or not, <laughs> not Bullseye, in my opinion. And we need to see him again and done right. I think with the MCU bringing in Charlie Cox's Daredevil now um, and utilizing him more across more media, I think adding that particular rogue to the Hell's Kitchen setting that they're establishing within the MCU and external media would be fantastic. Yeah, I I would agree with that one. Uh, However, I believe they already did do Bullseye. No one knows really know what to do with the Netflix series, but mm-hmm. I do count them as part of the MCU, regardless of however retconning shenanigans takes place. And in that, they do establish Bullseye. Mm-hmm. So, but he's never called Bullseye. He's not brought forward as that supervillain persona at that time. It's all kind of his origin start up and it's really like like a whole i want to say it's the second season of daredevil that it is no it's the third season of daredevil that's where he is i want to see that iconic black and white suit mm. the antics and i want to see him played up a bit more because he yes he was kind of mentioned it but he was never named I'd like mm-hmm. to see it. I, I really would. Because he's, in the comics, one of my favorite rogues that makes appearances, you know, for several of my favorite characters. Fair. And and now we've gotten Quippy Hawkeye, so can we get them squaring off? Because that would be great. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Quippy Hawkeye, would you like to see the Dark Avenger version of Bullseye Hawkeye? Yes. <laughs> All right. 100%. I mean, 
oh man so much setup is gonna have to go into a dark avengers movie to to even get it that far i mean that is a 10-year project at minimum because mm-hmm. you have to like for the dark avengers you know there's norman osborne there's moonstone there's a symbiote bonded mac gargan i mean like i mean we could pretty much do whatever you wanted with the mcu dark avengers if you wanted but for the comic book accuracy to happen it would take years in my opinion i don't know what you know at the end of the day what do i know what about you psych where where are you falling on this i've got a couple favorites but top of my list is uh, I want to see Red She-Hulk brought over. Uh, I think we can skip a lot of the other Betty Ross like alternate personas and we just go right for Red She-Hulk. I think especially especially if they keep Smart Hulk around, she would make a great counter to him in that regard. Also, it would just be great to have... Um, the actress back playing Betty uh, Betty Ross because she didn't really get a fair shake out of it during Incredible Hulk. And I'd like to see her act against Ruffalo. I think they would have some pretty good chemistry. That's who I would like to see brought in, like top of the list there. I think the chemistry there would be completely different from the Edward Norton chemistry because Mark Ruffalo plays a very different Bruce Banner. Oh, yes, very much so. But I still think it would it would be better than some of the chemistry we've seen so far. Uh, definitely <laughs> we're looking at you hulk widow you guys both are bringing that. back some of my favorite act like i'm like okay so bullseye played by colin farrell i'm like oh i really really like colin farrell his accent is absolutely was really good in that movie um but i think now he's too old to play what we would want to see a superhero now and then but Liv tyler is immortal and uh-huh. she never ages, so she could possibly still come back and play uh, as Hulk. And even if she, even Ruffalo's if in his fifties, isn't he, or is like yeah. early sixties? So I mean, age-wise and romantically, why not? You're right. It would be creepy for him to be hitting on like a twenty-year-old actress. <laughs> so maybe somebody in his age group would work. And yeah, so I mean, it would be great to have you know Tyler come back and play uh, Ross. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we're going to save our guest's answer for last. So how about we hop into a mid-break here and then we'll come back. All right. Welcome to our mid-break where we talk business instead of lore. Thank you for sticking with us this long. We appreciate it very much. And if you want to jump in on the action, you can join our Patreon at the tier four of uh, superhero level like get you all on the show and we can talk what you know whatever the topic is that gets voted on that month and you know genesis here can tell you it's great fun um we have a blast doing it and if you can't go that far there are the other tiers down the line that you are more than welcome to join at also if you can't support financial part but you want to support the show we definitely are asking for you know those five star reviews and if you happen to review on Apple, you can leave a written review, which we would read on the show. Unfortunately, we don't have one currently, but, but you know, next week, that might change, hopefully. Yes, we would look forward to hearing from all of you. So don't be shy. Drop us those, those five-star ratings. 
And if you're only interested in just talking to us rather than leaving the reviews, you can always find us on the Robots Radio Discord. And still currently, as it is still active uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, and you can like our Facebook and you can talk to us through that. We're always happy and willing to talk to you about, you know, whatever superheroes you want to talk about. It's all cool. And Shenko, I believe you've had a shake up in your your lineup, but where else can people find you? Yes. So I am... One of the hosts of the Fight Space. It is a martial arts podcast. So if you're into the sport of mixed martial arts or any of the adjacent uh, arts to that, definitely join me there. I am also formerly one of the hosts of the Wizarding World Lorecast. I chose to step away from that show, but it is still going with Ben of Tamaria and Courier 7 now. So definitely still go over there, send them their love. Send them your love and support, and I wish them the best moving forward with the show. I'm still super supportive and want to see that show move forward successfully. I just wanted to be able to dedicate more time to it than I was able to. And so for the best interests of that, chose to step away. Um, Where else can they find you, Psych? I am one of the players of Mass Effect Blue Shift, a live play tabletop RPG. That utilizes the fate system instead of a standard d20 it's headed up by sophia justine who you can find on the robots radio discord with myself and i play dashing human csec agent jack parizo um, and i have a grand time episode four should be dropping here soon for your you know, listening pleasure where can they find you jen I am Genesis, one half of the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. You can also find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host, Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the the state of Night City today, and the news of all future things cyberpunk. I'm on the Robots Radio Discord as well, uh, J-E-N-N-A-S-I-S. Awesome. <clears throat> I am I am so looking forward to joining you guys on the Cyberpunk Lorecast patron chat this week. It's going to be a good time. Oh yeah. I love talking like Cyberpunk has been such an amazing experience to start hosting on that show. Um it's been a huge part of my life. Like my first sorry, I'm going to totally tangent here because that's what I do. I played the original RPG, the tabletop game, back like before Toasty was even born. So I've been in this world forever. And then when the game came out, I decided to wait to play it. So now I'm coming in with like these old school eyes, learning fresh new things. And it's it's a lot of fun. And I'm sure Toasty is going to have some words for me in regards to my preference for one crazy board uh toasty will not be joining us on the patreon chat this week he is out of town i know we'll discuss adam smasher at a later date (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's everything i have for a mid break (laughs) yeah all right well then let us head into the rest of our show here all right jen 
we've kept our listeners waiting, anticipating who is it you would like to see brought into the MCU? Oh, Lordy. Okay. So the first character that I thought of was Blade because I would love to see a revitalization of it. Wesley Snipes. Yes. Wesley Snipes. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. No, I... I constantly get his name wrong. And so that's why I had to double check it in my brain that, and it's like, you know, cause Ryan Reynolds was in that one too, in Blade uh-huh. Trinity. And th- those movies were all good as blade movies, but not as in like Marvel mm-hmm. blade movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're great vampire slayer movies. Oh yes. They are fantastic vampire. Like you want to go kill some, you know, night walkers by all means, watch a blade movie. Or at least the mm-hmm. first one. I would say they drop in quality as you go further down the line, but definitely that first one. Um, I am all for the camp of three. I love it. I love hot Drake. Uh, I love sexy Ryan Reynolds. I love the fact that Triple H is in the movie and that you get a Pomeranian whose face splits in half. <sighs> okay, sorry. I will stop talking about Trinity. <laughs> I like it. But Psych and I have vastly different opinions on good movies uh. <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna continue that uh <laughs> um, some movies yeah. are so bad that they're good yeah I, and i would anyway so but you wanted you would wanted to see blade but i i know and as as you probably found out they are revamping blade uh with um i, I can't ever pronounce his first name but Ali. um he was in um, Luke Cage. He was a uh, cotton mouth in that, but his character gets c- killed off halfway through the first season, so it really doesn't matter. And he's going to play Blade going forward. Uh, I don't know where it sits right now in production, but I know it's still on the list to be done at some point. Yeah, I think I saw that it was uh, scheduled in twenty four, so still a while's away. Uh, can I also congratulate you on the accidental pun? Uh, you said the revamping of Blade. Yeah, sure. You can congratulate me. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to stick on that vampire area. There is a character out there who I think would be absolutely ridiculous to see on screen. I have no idea how they would make it work, but I have a feeling that Deadpool really could make it work. So my character that I'm going to present came out in her official debut in Giant Size Man Thing number five, published in August of 1975. Therefore, she's been around for quite a while. 75. Mm-hmm. I present to you Hell Cow. <laughs> <laughs> she... a cow that was bitten by dracula by like marvel's count dracula and then became a vampire cow um you know she teams eventually she teams up with uh deadpool and they go on some crazy adventures together more deadpool movies are coming out maybe hell cow can be a part of it (laughs) i mean uh out of all the available like franchises and titles within the MCU, I do believe Deadpool would be the one that could at least do something with that character, uh, 100%. Uh, 
and also do it in a way that's like memorable and like obviously this is pretty campy but done in a way that it wouldn't be like so on the nose on on the camp Um, Mm -hmm. because like i like i've said before deadpool has done more for the x-men than x-men has done for the (laughs) x-men so if there's a franchise out there that could do something with that kind of a character it would be deadpool but that is an that is an interesting one (laughs) and you stole my shtick don't, don't think so I didn't sorry. notice that. <laughs> it's like, wait, there's two of them now. <laughs> oh, no, I just think that there is, if there, there's a cow that turns into a vampire, can you also go into half cow, half bat form and flies around at night? Is works with Howard the Duck. Like that's <laughs> Howard the Duck's already been established. He's in the MCU canon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Deadpool's in the MCU canon. So, yeah, I think I want to know what her color her vampire milk is. Why did you have to call it the vampire milk? Because <laughs> that is what it is. It's uh, her yeah. her milk has healing powers. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Welcome to comics in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, there there are some things. Okay, so just to kind of fill out a little extra here, uh, let me ask you guys a question. Who what is a character that you never ever want to see brought to the MCU if you know one? Like Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so there's one that I found years ago called the Wiccan. And is she I'll do more research as we are talking. But I remember that it was a person who could cast magic, but uh, had like tried to follow paganism, but uh, could only cast spells if their hands were tied together. I don't remember exactly, but don't bring a poorly based religious based character unless you're going to do it right. So I actually have feelings about this one because I do practice the craft myself and I'm not um, overly religious, but I am pagan. And the character of Wiccan is one of those kind of controversial characters within that community because of the kind of appropriational lines that character walks along. And I definitely don't like seeing a religion reduced to a character of fiction in that manner, you know, using the symbols and the gestures and the rituals to create their powers. It's a reduction that's not necessarily flattering. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of who that is because the only Wiccan I know off the top of my head is uh, uh, the reincarnated soul of Wanda's twin boys. He's one of mm-hmm. them. And he goes by the code name Wiccan, and he's got he's got one of the more prominent um, and positively done LGBTQ uh, relationships with his uh, teammate Hulkling. Um, his reincarnated brother from another family is Speed. Naturally, he's the uh, Speedster. But I'm not finding another Wiccan right now. But it wouldn't surprise me if there was some character made up by Marvel that is a 
poor trope uh, and, and caricature of uh, Wiccan practices. Like that wouldn't surprise me at all. I would say a lot of any of their mystical characters, including Doctor Strange, um, mm. come up to that line of uh, ex- of not accessibility, um, acceptability. Uh, Strange kind of Manchu character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Strange kind of fits in that uh, white man savior narrative. You know, he's a he's a well-established white male who comes into Asian culture and naturally takes over, right, and saves it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a trope that he fulfills. It's not a good one, and they've done their best to downplay it as much as they can. But it's, at the end of the day, that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say, depending on your writer, uh, several other religious characters come very dangerously close up to that line as well and we all know that that line didn't exist in the 70s and the 80s <laughs> no it did not yeah all right uh Shanko, you you what about you you got a character that's like please dear god no oh you know mm, i'm gonna go with squirrel girl oh. only because no 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 hear me out i see her becoming harley quinn from marvel where people will become uncomfortable levels of obsessed with her and ruin the character. Okay. You're worried about fan backlash, not that she shouldn't be given the opportunity. Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Because that's a real shame. She's a really awesome character. Because she's awesome. She is awesome. Like, uh, she took down the Thanos copter with squirrels. Uh, Yes. Actually, she fits into a weird niche in the power structure because she's beaten by herself or at least on a small team she's beaten thanos ultron um and galactus like it's the tune force she's got the tune force yeah um so she when people are like there's there's these charts and grids for figuring out power levels and stuff when they discuss that out they're like well she's beaten guys who are listed at you know 10 out of 10 so what do we do with her she doesn't obviously have a, you know that's set to be a 10 out of 10 or, or whatever and so yeah so that's that's one of the problems with scroll girl in the comics yeah but and it's I not a like, bad yeah. problem <laughs> and i feel like bringing her into the mcu is just gonna allow for a lot of really strange parts of the fandom it's already weird enough don't don't give them more cannon fodder and not a character that i like I mean, I think it would be all about who is playing Squirrel Girl uh, and the director and the and the script for it. Because if it's Margot Robbie, forget it. It's done. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I would. I mean, Margot Robbie's awesome. So, I, you know, she wants I'd to play to Squirrel Girl. I'd love to see it. But all the crazy Harley Quinn girls would then be coming over to the Marvel fandom. And I don't yeah. think we're ready for it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that's the one what what about you Uh, well i mean admittedly they've already kind of done it um one i would never have wanted to see was like you know howard the duck is you know it represents uh, not the best era um there are like a handful of mutant characters i would never want to see like like maggot or something because oh sugar man no <clears throat> sugar man's a head and he's got like imagine modok but not stuck in the uh floating chair apparatus ew 
Yes. <laughs> That's a Age of Apocalypse character. No. Uh, here's like, I mean, for continuity, a character I never want to see is any other version of Nathan Gray or Nathan Summers. Like we have Cable. <laughs> let's just leave it at Cable, guys. Please, please, let's just leave it at him. Because he has a whole convoluted mess that includes another version of himself from a different timeline and a clone of him that was raised by Apocalypse. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. All right. Well, that I believe will bring us to the end of our show. Thank you all very much for sticking with us today. Next week, uh, we have a character analysis episode as we dive into our like holiday set of episodes here. So stay tuned for that next week. And on that note, have a good time. Night, everyone. As we all know, when it comes to making a movie, there are a lot of people working behind the scenes to make that movie magic happen. And it is no different when making a podcast. Welcome to the credit section of the MCU Lorecast. Captain Shanko and I would like to personally thank the following for their incredibly hard work and faith in us to get this podcast rolling. Tom, the head of the Robots Radio Network, for hosting and mentoring. In 7 Legend of the Mass Effect Lorecast for inspiration. Genesis and Vervada of the Two Girls One Ship podcast for introducing us. Let's Not, a fellow tabletop gamer and friend for the amazing artwork. Pipe Men, a veteran and friend for the outstanding music. Our significant others for believing in and supporting us through this. And you, our fans, without whom this would be a vanity project. Let us know how we're doing by leaving us a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. And to quote Stan the Man, enough said. Do you love Dragon Age? Have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? Are you still attached to your hero of Ferelden, even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out? Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age Lorecast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping is 